Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. One of my goals at CEO Exclusive is to help you stay ahead of the game. And importantly, to bring issues to your attention that I believe will be critical to your business and to your company and to your future. To that end, for this show, I want to spend some time talking about market research. You may think to yourself, oh God, no, that's really boring. I don't want to talk about market research. I want to hear from some great CEO, which of course, you know that that's what we do. But The reason why I want to focus on market research today is understanding your market is absolutely critical to helping you understand the context in which you're trying to grow your business, increase your profit margins, develop strategies, and lead your people. And the axiom knowledge is power is a bit of a cliche, but the the knowledge that you need on the market to chart your path Um, is so important that I want to spend today's show talking about it. And one, talking about the kinds of market research that I think are really important for you to be doing. The second is, what are some specific tactics for you to gather this information? And third, what's a process that you can put on, on on in your business on an ongoing basis to make sure that not only are you looking at the market research once, but that there's a, some institutional knowledge within your company about how to gather the market research and synthesize it. So let's start off with just what kinds of market research do I think you should be gathering on an ongoing basis? Certainly, there, there's industry trends. So you have the industry that, in which you operate, and then you have the industry or industries that you serve. And of course, it's really important for you to stay abreast of what's happening in both sectors or however many sectors you happen to be operating in. So that's really relatively straightforward. Many of you are gathering information on you know, your own industry, you're members of trade organizations or industry associations that will help you get that information. But certainly, that is probably top of mind and you're hopefully gathering that and processing that kind of information already. The other is macro, or next, is um, macroeconomic trends. So none of us are impervious to what's happening in the the greater economy. Many of us are lucky enough to operate in industries that are counter-cyclical or tend to be fairly resistant to macroeconomic changes. For example, healthcare. People are always going to get sick and need care. Healthcare in the last recession from... um, my uh, research only was off by 3%. We're certainly the rest of the economy and industries like real estate were off by, you know, large, large, large amounts, large, you know, larger than, than the 3% um, that healthcare was off. So y- you may be fortunate enough to be in an industry that's um, either counter-cyclical, meaning that when the rest of the economy is going down, your industry tends to go up, or you may in a, be in an industry that's not as um, affected by recession. But understanding where we are in the economic cycle, where your company fits in that economic cycle, those, I mean, understanding that's absolutely critical because um, it's going to 
determine whether or not you're you're trying to run your business in, in a headwind. A, a third um, type of market research that I think is 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 important is competitive intelligence. Um, I'm sure that you're as curious as everybody in business about what's happening with your competitors, uh, and uh, the. This kind of um, information can be very hard to gather, but certainly, you know, knowing what your competitors are doing, understanding where your company falls relative to prices and service offerings, and um, and and in particular, what your market positioning is and how that's changing over time relative to the other people that your customers may be choosing um, or may be able to to substitute for for you. Next is is customer satisfaction. And we have done um, a number of shows that have talked about how to gather information on how your customers perceive you and perceive your your company. Um, In particular, there was a show that we did uh, with Pragmetrics on the Net Promoter Score. And whether or not you use the Net Promoter Score or some other measure of uh, customer satisfaction, certainly it's very, very critical for you to know how your customers perceive the the product or service that you provide, and um, and and that will very much help you with the previous um, item of market intelligence that I mentioned, which is which is competitive your competitive positioning. As a, a subset of customer satisfaction or customer intelligence, um, I think one thing that I I don't believe we talked about on the show before is win-loss analysis. So specifically, when I'm talking about win-loss analysis, I mean looking at why you win and why you lose business. And this could be a little bit of a sticky wicket and it it's, can be difficult information to gather. So you can imagine you are going out to try to win a really important customer. It's a key piece of business for you. You're really excited, excited about it. And it's you being selected against one of two or three other candidates. And you either win the business, that's really great, or you lose the business and wah, 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 you know, that's not so great. Um, Having some sort of rigorous process in place to understand why you won when you won and why you lose or lost when you lost is really, really critical. And... um. Many people will say, well, you know, I talked to my sales staff and, you know, we have some notes on it. And I think that that's distinct from what I mean when I'm, when I'm speaking about a methodology for doing win-loss. Um, I think a, a proper win-loss analysis has to be done with the customer. Um, and so it's, I don't think it's good enough to talk to your salespeople about why you may not have gotten a particular, um, particular account or gotten a particular... Uh, want a particular um, bid. The reason why is that, as with the the um, net promoter score, we really need to understand from the customer's perspective um, why why they chose you or why they didn't. And it's I don't I also don't think that um, a- actually having internal people ask them um, will be sufficient. Um, in many cases, customers. Um, Especially on the lot in the lo- the case of a loss. I mean, certainly if you win the business, they'll your customer will probably happily tell you why you won. But if you lost the business, um, being able to 
have a um, independent um, arm's length party go in and really understand why it is that they didn't choose you um, is, is I think, the, the key, uh, key point here. So the willingness to retain or engage somebody that's outside of your company to help you understand why you're losing business, I think, is the key point here for me um, in, in uh, conducting um, a rigorous win-loss analysis. And then having some sort of periodic um, program in place for doing that. Maybe it's once a year, maybe it's once every couple of years um, to interview uh, the, the people who didn't choose you um, to understand why it is that you didn't win the business. So next I have um, here uh, technology. And I think for me, this is something that, that's relatively new on my list of, of important items of market research or kind of market research to do. Um, if you had asked maybe five years ago uh, whether or not I would say it's important for somebody who's in a completely unrelated industry like healthcare or like consulting um, to be following technology trends, I would probably have said no. Because, um, you know, I'm, I and maybe you are not really in a technology business. But in the year 2017, I've heard it said, this is not an original quote, that every business is in a technology business right now. Everybody is, has to leverage technology. And so even in my um, industry consulting, one of the things that we're looking at is, um, you know, being Uber, Uberfied. Um, there are a, a whole host of uh, websites and platforms that are now taking um, big strategy consulting um, projects and throwing them up on the, on the cloud or throwing them up into some sort of shared economy where, uh, you know, big companies that you've heard of, like my former employer, McKinsey or Anderson or PricewaterhouseCoopers, are, could, could potentially be, be disintermediated um, and uberfied um, and disrupted. Uh, and customers can potentially staff their own projects. Um, with the same level of talent that they would have got going to one of would have would have gotten to use proper English, um, going to one of these larger firms, and so all of a sudden, technology is front and center in my industry as it is, I imagine, in yours. And so, it's so important uh, for us to be following the technologies that could be affecting our industry, and um, could be affecting the the way our way of life as a whole. And so. Uh, for example, I want to bring your attention to a show that we did last December with C.W. Hen- um, Henderson on artificial intelligence. One of the things that struck me about his show is he mentioned that, um, and hopefully I'm going to get this right, that 25% of the the information that we're seeing on the internet now is being generated by artificial intelligence, which to me is just absolutely stunning. It's conceivable, at least from the sources in the um, literature that I'm reading that pretty much every entry-level position, even things that you wouldn't normally think of being done by artificial intelligence, could be done by artificial intelligence. For example, um, you know, uh, paralegals or, you know, basic market research like the <laughs> what I'm, I'm urging you to do or um, certainly anything in manu- manufacturing. You know, we're looking at um, the potentially... Um, there are, I think, a few locations of McDonald's and other fast food, food chains now that um, are where it's machines that are taking people's orders. Certainly, everybody is familiar with the self-checkouts at, um, uh, in, in a lot of retail establishments. So, um, and these are, these are, this technology is sweeping across every single industry. And so, 
I do think if you're not watching technology and, and, and kind of these macro te- technological trends, it's something that you should definitely be not only just watching the, the specific effect of technology on your industry, but these broader um, technology trends that could just, as I mentioned, completely change our way of life. So the, the final um, piece of market research or kind of market research that I um, would urge you to start looking at is um, some sort of a, a, a internal polls, internal polls of your of your salespeople. So, and and this may be event kind of a, a way. This may end up being more of a tactic and less of a specific kind of market research. But um, I recently worked with a, a company where, on a periodic basis, let's say once a month or once every couple of weeks, they would poll their salespeople um, and all of their external facing um, staff. To just ask, you know, what are you seeing um, in your interactions with customers or um, in your interactions with uh, competitors? What are you seeing that you think is really important for us to know as management? Um, and I think that that's an incredibly powerful tool um, for you to to, uh, to to gather this kind of information. And so I would greatly suggest that you start doing um, these kinds of internal polls. And and not only um, you may not want to only just ask about uh, what's happening externally, like what are they seeing with customers or what are they seeing with competition or what are they seeing with industry trends that you as um, the leaders of the company uh, should know, but also what's happening um, with the leadership and what's happening with them that you should know. And so um, we've had uh, CEOs on the show before say, you know, it's important for me to know what's happening with my staff very quickly as well. So if there um, are concerns or issues that they have about um, their sale, their um, their internal department, you can surface those through this kind of internal poll as well. So I imagine if you're listening to this while you're driving or you're on the treadmill, you're probably not visibly taking notes on this list of uh kinds of market research that I would urge, urge you to gather. But not to worry. Uh, on, t- on Thursday, we're going to have our, our regular blog where uh, we'll make sure that all of these are listed and explained and you don't have to worry about taking notes. So the, that's the, the, to my mind, at least for today, the kinds of information that's out in the world that I believe you should be gathering to make sure that you stay ahead of the game. Want to shift the conversation now to talking about tactics. So, you obviously have a company to run. You can't sit around all day uh, reading polls from your salespeople and reading about macroeconomic trends and conducting win loss analysis and reading about technology. If you spent all of your time doing that, you wouldn't have time to do your regular job. And unfortunately, this time thing tends to be the barrier for a lot of us to staying abreast of of these very, very important sweeping trends that are happening around us. So the question I want to help answer now is, well, okay, so this is all great. And yes, I know I should be paying attention to all these things, but how, Sweeney, how do I do this in the midst of all the other things I need to do? Specific tactics. It's been mentioned before, but I think it bears repeating very, very simple thing to do is to set up a Google alert. Uh, I love Google. Set up a Google alert 
for some of these 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 issues. And you can do separate alerts for, for separate things, or you can just have one alert that pulls all this information in every day. Then the second thing after you set up that alert is schedule time, whether or not it's 15 minutes a week, even if you can only do it once a month, whether or not you can only do it once a quarter. But don't let months and months and months and months pass by without touching and at, and at least glancing at what's happening in each of these areas. And so whatever that commitment is, whatever commitment you can make, it's better to do something than to not do anything at all. So that's the second step. Then the, the third, and you're probably doing this already, but um, forgive me for preaching or being repetitive, but the, the, the next thing that I think you should do is start to talk to people. And you're probably already very prominent member of your trade association and very involved in your industry. But to start to talk to other people in your industry about some of the things that you're finding. So one very helpful tool thing that I do is when I'm seeing something, I actually will call some somebody in one of these industry trade associations and just say, hey, listen, just recently, are you seeing downward pressure on prices? You know, are you seeing competitors doing this, that, or the other? Are you seeing technology affect our industry in a particular way. Those informal conversations that can last five minutes provide a wealth of information, especially if they're with people who have an industry view. So as I mentioned here, the key takeaway is even if you can only do 15 minutes, go ahead and do it. Uh, it's, it's, you don't want to get blindsided. And we've mentioned this on the show before. Okay, so we talked about the information that you should be gathering I mentioned some specific tactics for how to gather the information. Oh, I forgot one thing. So in terms of tactics, you probably know this already, but and I, and I mentioned this with regard to win, the win-loss analysis, but certainly conducting some sort of third-party research um, or primary research doesn't necessarily even need to be third-party, but some sort of primary research is going to be really critical for you as you grow. Um, and primary research being you create the survey, you create the, um, you do the, you conduct the interviews, you conduct the focus group that helps you gather this information. And I, I would suggest a regular discipline of doing this, whether or not it's once a year. Um, maybe some of you are doing this once a quarter or monthly already, or you have an ongoing system for gathering the information. Let's say you have this net promoter score or net promoter question that goes out to you um, monthly or, you know, at certain, certain periods in their relationship. But having that discipline of gathering this primary research is absolutely critical because at some point you're not going to be able to gather the information any other way. And making sure that there's budget associated or budget set aside to gather the information that you need, whether or not it's a part of your marketing budget or a part of your um, overall management budget, but setting aside money to gather the information and um, make sure that you have that practice and that discipline in place is absolutely critical. Okay, so I was, so we talked about the information, what to gather, we talked about tactics for gathering the information. So now I want to talk a little bit about process. So having that discipline and creating this ongoing process for gathering the information and gathering this market research and making sure that you, you're up on what's happening in this crazy changing environment in which we live and are trying to conduct business today. So it's, I don't think it's that hard. I think it has three steps. You can tell I like threes. Um, the first thing is gathering. I mentioned that briefly. Got to gather the information. 
And I don't know that that's, that probably for many of us isn't the challenge. So any of us can throw up a Google alert and have a bunch of articles sent to us every day. Um, We can certainly subscribe to the industry publications that may have this information for us. We can go to the trade trade shows where we can talk to our customers or um, we can have the practice in place of of polling our 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 staff um, or our salespeople on on what's happening in the industry. So gathering the information, that's the first step. And most of us we can we can do that to some level or the other. I think where it gets challenging is starting to have the practice of of sifting through and processing the information. And then the third step is synthesizing it. So the the sifting, I, I would love to say that I have some great tool or tip or whatever for how to sift the information um, or process the information. I don't. I think that that's just the hard intellectual work of sitting down with the information and looking through it. But I do think that one thing that is really helpful is to delegate this task to somebody on your staff and make it a regular part of of what they do, whether or not it's somebody who's in your marketing on your marketing team um, or you know maybe even an, an executive assistant, but somebody who needs to be able to understand your business well enough to 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 know that when a piece of information comes in to be able to identify it as being something that should be um, escalated to the management level or can be disregarded or can just you know go in, into maybe into some portfolio of information to review at a later time. The idea here is to to delegate this to somebody. And what I imagine is you are getting these Google alerts, you're getting the trade publications, you may be gathering some information, industry events, you're getting these polls from your salespeople, um, you may be reading some other ancillary information about technology. Having this, this person sit down with the information on a periodic basis, whether or not it's once a month or once a quarter, going through all of it and developing a very short memo or a brief that says, based on all of the information I've seen, here are the key points that I think are important for management to understand. So there's no easy way to do that until we get one of CW's artificial intelligence machines to go through all this information for us. I don't think that there's a, a, any easier way to get that done. And it is a time commitment. And, it does, and it's not only a time commitment, it's an, an intellectual commitment. Somebody needs to sit down with the information and go through it in a thoughtful way. But that's a part of this discipline that will help you and I and all of us in business stay abreast and stay ahead of, ahead of all of these changes that are happening around us. So, okay, so you've gotten, you, you've put in some practices in place to gather this information. Okay, so okay, Swaini, I've gotten somebody on my staff to sit down and go through it once a month or once a quarter. You're over that hurdle and they've given me this memo and the supporting documents that say, you know, here's what I found and here's what's important. Okay, so here's the what I think is the hardest part. Um, and the biggest intellectual commitment is actually synthesizing this information and understanding what does it mean to you and your company. And then once you figure out what it means, you know, is this going to push my company in a positive direction? Um, is it potentially something that may push us and put pressure on us in some sort of a negative direction? Is it an opportunity? Um, understanding what this information means for you once you've gathered it and processed it is, is, is a next step. And then 
finally, if you understand what it means for you, what are you going to do about it? And actually making sure that the what you're going to do about it then goes into real practices that change how you operate and run the company. This synthesis part is where all the gold is. And, and where those of you that have been on the show that are on the Inc. 500 and that are growing rapidly, this is, I know that you're doing this because this is what it takes to grow your company by 100% or 1,000% per year. So continuing that practice and having that discipline for synthesizing the information is absolutely critical. And my recommendation there is, um, is to just make it a part of your ongoing management meetings. You have a management meeting with your team once a week. One week of the month, you take half an hour and you sit down and you go through this, uh, these market trends. And you ask yourself these questions that I've been asking. And then you figure out with your team, well, what are we going to do about it? And then you start to lead and change um, how you're, you, you manage your team f- from that place. But making sure that that time, you know, giving time and attention to it, uh, once again, I mean, it's it's the commitment and there's no way to get around having the commitment to do that. So this process for making, creating value out of these this market, market intelligence is one, gather the information, have some sort of a, a, rigorous, a rigorous discipline for processing the information on an ongoing basis, and then setting the time aside with your management team to synthesize the information and figure out how it's going to change what you do. Hopefully this, um, this discussion on market, market research and market intelligence and what to do with it has been valuable for you. I think for me, it is the, the, the first pillar in having a good strategy, which is why I thought it was valuable and important to take an entire show to talk about it today. So what are the trends that are happening in your, your industry? What are the trends that are happening in your customers' industries that could affect you? How will you respond to an economic downturn? How will you position yourself? How will you change what you do? And how long do you need to prepare your company and your team to make those changes? Because most of them can't happen overnight. What's happening with technology that could potentially disrupt your business? or could potentially be an opportunity for you? These are the questions that I think are absolutely critical, as I mentioned, for for us in business and for you in the mid-market to answer. And I know that you've been thinking about them already, and you may actually have answers to these questions already. But the point that I want to make is, is to reinforce having an ongoing discipline for gathering this information, answering these questions, because whatever answer you have for these questions today is going to be really different than the answer that you have for them in three months. So I want you to hopefully take note of these questions, get value out of them. We're going to summarize them and summarize the key takeaways from this show in our blog on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to CEO Exclusive. I'm your host, Soini Koch, and I hope you have a profitable, prosperous, and very productive week. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.